Well, State Energy Minister Mick DeBrenny, he's at it again. Slick Mick. The bloke who already should have been sacked multiple times is now saying he's got no idea when a government commission investigation into the uh, catastrophe-ridden Calide Sea power station will be finalised, despite the infrastructure being offline for almost three years. Now, this comes after the federal court ordered a new and independent investigation be launched into critical failures at the plant that caused almost half a million Queenslanders to lose power to their homes and businesses. And I'll also remind you, this is the same clueless minister who said, uh, while more than 36,000 Queensland properties were without power earlier this month... There were zero outages related to a lack of supply. So at all times, there was adequate supply of electricity to supply the state. But of course, we want to make sure that the system is as resilient as possible. Absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. The demand for power on that particular day 10 days ago clearly outstripped the supply. Um, And the word load shedding is thrown around loosely these days. But I can guarantee you that that's what's going on. And while all this has been unfolding, today's fresh inflation data has also revealed that Queensland is paying the most of any state or territory for wholesale electricity, $79 per megawatt hour. And that means higher electricity prices for you and me, no matter what the state government tries to tell you. Now, Deb Frecklington is the state opposition's energy and cost of living spokesperson. She joins me on the line now. Deb, thanks for your time. Good afternoon, Gleeso and listeners. It's now been 985 days since Calide went offline. How does Mick DeBrenny still have a job? Well, look, that's a very good question for this new Premier. I mean, this this man who I just heard you call Slick Mick, I've been calling him that as well. Look, this is a guy that is so slippery. How can he honestly say to Queenslanders, after a 1,000 days, after a major critical incident at one of our power stations, that he doesn't know what's going on? The reason why the energy minister in Queensland has paid those dollars that he gets paid is to make sure he's over the brief. Now, no Queenslander would believe that um, you know, the energy minister in Queensland hasn't even asked the question of what's going on. Now, apparently he's in Calide today, so I really hope that he comes back with some answers. We've had the explosion that happened almost a 1,000 days ago. He then um, said that this explosion would not impact energy prices. Well, we know that he's been caught out in a massive furphy. Not only am I saying it, or Queensland's bills are saying it, but the Queensland, the QCA, so the Queensland Competition Authority, have said the impact of Calide going down has affected power prices. And then the Queensland Auditor General has said the same thing, Peter. So, look, this is a guy that is out of his depth. Well, he says he doesn't have the expertise to interfere uh, with forensic engineer Sean Brady's Government Commission report. But how long is it going to take? I mean, that's the question I think that most Queenslanders would be thinking now. How long is it going to take till we get to the bottom of what happened at Calide? But more importantly, what are they going to do about it? Well, look, exactly. And, and when we've got Queenslanders in the middle of a cost of living crisis, we know the CPI figures came out today where Queensland has almost tripled the rise in increase um, in electricity prices this year at 19.9%. I mean, the next closest is Victoria at 8.6%. I mean, these are not figures that the energy minister should be proud of in Queensland. 
We know that Queenslanders are struggling. I've actually got a bill sitting right in front of me which has got a family of five, the same energy use from one year to the next has gone up 31%. And this is a family of three young kids. They've got to be able to afford to get those kids off to school and put you know, good fruit and veg in their lunchbox. I mean, this is really shocking. And yet we've got the minister with his head in the clouds saying, this happened, someone else's fault, don't worry about it, it's not affecting your power prices. Well, it is affecting the power prices minister. And he's the minister that has commissioned the report from um, the forensic engineer, Sean Brady, and that report should have been on the minister's desk by now. And surely the minister should have at least asked for an interim report and if he has, what is in that interim report? Okay, so we wake up on October 27 this year and David Christopher is the Premier and you're the uh, freshly minted Energy Minister. What do you do to fix, A, what's happening at Calide? Hopefully it's sorted by then. Doesn't sound like it will be. But also, too, uh, Deb, the important um, issue around cost of living pressures in relation to power prices. Well, the first thing we really have to do, Peter, is understand what is going on in the Queensland electricity market. Why does Queensland have, and you've got to remember, this is after a decade of labour management, or I should say mismanagement, we've got higher than any other state in the nation with higher electricity increases. So we need to work that out. The first thing we would do is make sure that this forensic engineer's report into what went on at Calide has been released. The general public, they own the assets. They deserve to know what has gone wrong. And if it is labour failings, well, let's get that sorted and work out what we can do to drive those prices down. Because at the end of the day, every time someone opens their bill, they deserve to know um, that they're going to be able to afford to, to pay it. The other thing that the state government can do is when it comes to cost of living, they can control the levers that are within their own power. You know, we need, we need to be making sure that we're opening up, you know, more land for rent and, oh, sorry, more land for houses. So we've got more housing supply. We need to make sure that when um, people get into a situation with health, um, you know, they've got an affordable choice to be able to be fixed up when they turn up to a hospital. Uh, You know, they need to be able to know that they can afford to be able to pay for their kids to go and play sport. All of these things have risen under the Miles government. And let's remember, he was the deputy for a long time. So Mm. it's not just a new premier. We've got the same old tired government. Uh, We've just got different people at the head. And and cost of living is worse in Queensland than any other state. And that's embarrassing. Just going back to the reliability of the supply, you remember that particularly stinking hot day we had uh, a couple of Mondays ago? Um, And essentially, we had 36,000 power outages, more than when we had the Christmas Day storms. Um, No one mentioned the word load shedding. And in fact, we heard Debrini saying, no, 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 had nothing to do with demand. Uh, The supply was there. Um, And yet they're obsessed with hydrogen. The other thing I noticed on that particular day, Deb, was that um, 60% of the energy mix was coal-fired power. So you had 70% batteries, 1% wind. Um, Why are they obsessed with hydrogen? And how would you guys go about changing the the mix of, of, of power supply? 
Well, first of all, Queenslanders really deserve to have you know, affordable, reliable, sustainable power. We know that. And we know that we need to be able to, when the wind doesn't blow and the sun doesn't shine, we've got to be able to provide power. Now, on that stinking hot day, you're absolutely right. There were thousands, tens of thousands of homes without power on one of the stinking, most hottest day. What we need to do as a government is you need, it's a, it's a basic necessity. We need to be able to give people confidence that when they turn the lights, switch on, the lights come on. And the way to do that is making sure that you're maintaining that baseload power and the, the stability within the market. That's what Queensland appears to have lost. And, you know, any year 11 economics student would be able to tell you that less you know, less, less supply and then more demand is going to create issues. Um, and when you look at the issues here in Queensland, it appears that on one of the hottest days uh, that we weren't able to, or the Queensland government wasn't able to maintain that energy supply to its residents. And that's just not good enough in this day and age. Uh, we need to make sure we get the mix right. So the government likes to talk about hydrogen. And quite frankly, that is in the future. Um, it's not the here and now. So when people are actually looking at you know, turning on their lights, they want to know that the lights are going to come on. Um, but the other thing I'd say about hydrogen is that it takes a lot of water to make hydrogen. And this is a government, we haven't even talked about water, but you know, this is a government that doesn't even you know, believe in, in building water assets as well. So I think I think they've got a long way to go in that space. Well, that was your previous portfolio, wasn't it, Water? And and I know we've spoken yeah, we, about Glenn Butcher both. and the fact they don't that they don't even know how to spell the word dam. <laughs> yeah, well, Peter, I'm lucky enough to have both energy, cost of living, water, construction oh, yeah. of dams, manufacturing and regional development. So I've got both. You've got a lot. <laughs> well, these are really important issues, particularly not just for regional Queensland, but for southeast Queensland as well. You know, in the water space, this is a government a decade down the track, and they have, they've forgotten to plan for southeast Queensland's water security when, you know, they should have been concentrating on how can they maximise the assets they've got, how can they capture as much rain that falls from the sky. You know, zero plans in that space. And it's just, you know, yet we've got water bills going up, cost of living crisis once again. Year on year, those water bills are going up. And you can only look to, if you don't, if you fail to plan, uh, these issues are going to face everyday Queenslanders. And right now, it's the mums and dads and all of your listeners um, that, are, that are really hurting. Deb Franklington, always appreciate your time on 4BC Drive. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Peter.